Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you turned me up really hot, sorry. It's good to see all of your wonderful faces again this morning. Um, you guys have already heard me talk a lot this morning, but that's okay. It's really good to have uh, Pastor Dan out here this morning. Uh, he's been teaching some really awesome things, and I know he's going to continue to do that um, even uh, in this service. If you know, And I pray all of you guys that God would open your eyes and would open your ears that you would hear what he was saying, is saying, because that is so important, right? Um, and maybe next time he can uh, bring his lovely wife with him with him. I was uh, telling somebody the other day, um, I did not spend a lot of time with Dan in Chicago when we lived there, but I spent a lot of time with his wife, Naomi, because we had kids and we would stay in the nursery for a long time. So without further ado, uh, we want to give a big welcome to Dan. And after church, if you can stay around and have pizza with us, there's plenty of pizza and get to know him if you have not got to know him yet. Good morning. So good to be here. Very good to be here. Uh, yeah, my wife couldn't make it this trip. I was really disappointed about that, but she sends her love and our Chicago church, definitely. But I'm here. They're here with me. So uh, love them. Uh, things are going very well right now. And I'm excited about unity. I am really excited about unity. Had a great time this week. Always get treated real good. I always get treated very good here. Uh, lots of food, lots of fellowship, and that's the most important things, those two things, food and fellowship. <laughs> Let's see, which one should I put first, fellowship or food? The only thing left is sleep, so we have that. But so good to see you guys. Um, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of things, and I do want to uh, continue in some of the things we've been talking about, but I have some very specific things I wanted to share with you this morning. Um, if you've been listening at all for what's going on at our church, uh, there's been a real, real revival of sorts uh, taking place at our church, and it's been a long time coming. Very excited about it, the, uh, the love of God and the, the excitement, the joy. And I would say, like, there's a lot of energy there right now. Uh, but it's built on love. It's built on the joy of the Lord and things like that. Uh, so we've, we've uh, been doing very well. And, you know, we just had our uh, elders meeting up in Boise. That went very well. A lot of good reports coming back. You guys have heard all about it. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, today, you know, I want to kind of bring some things together. And I really do appreciate your pastor, Brian and Christy, um, allow me in their house. They take really good care of me. Um, and I appreciate them, don't you? I mean, they're, they're good people. Thank you so much uh, for having me. I really do appreciate that. Uh, always love being here. It's been two years this month and uh, when, when I was here last. And so I'm just excited about it. But so we come in here. I had this this very specific thing in mind. We need to excel in our consciousness 
to a higher spiritual place. All of us. Living Fellowship is one church, isn't it? And it's interesting that we have our four locations, got people in different states living, joining with us. But we have four churches in Chicago and here in Visalia and Boise and Idaho um, and Yuma. My brother Gary's in Yuma this week uh, preaching there today, so that's exciting. But what I see, we never started this thing as four different churches. We started this and unified it as one church. And, and that was the, one of the most important things that we could have done is bring the churches together and unify them so that we're not separated in thoughts. And though, you know, I don't know, I'm sure your pastor's told you, but, you know, we have elders meetings uh, every other week through WebEx. And we're always talking, we're always communicating, we're always trying to stay in unity. Uh, now the elders' wives are, are joining in on a lot of that together. It's coming together. Because, you know, one of the greatest goals or uh, success of an enemy is to divide. An enemy wants to divide the churches. If he can get us divided, what happens to us? He can conquer us. But when we're not divided and we're standing together in the spirit, can't divide us. It won't divide us. And that's, that's exactly what I do. So I started uh, following the leading of the Lord. And one of the things that's been in me for a long time is when the Lord, uh, God spoke to Christ and gave him the word of the Lord to gather, to gather, bring everyone in, join everything together. And I, I got locked into that and excited about the word of the Lord of, of gathering and bringing in unity and at our church we begin to really work that you know it's interesting when everybody walks in the same mind and the same likeness matter of fact um walker yeah you got the microphone turn over to first corinthians 1 10 and read that for us when we're in the same mind perfectly joined can the word of the lord be stopped in us it cannot be stopped. You got it? Go ahead and read it. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Isn't that good? Perfectly joined. Perfectly joined. I love that. Because... In flesh, you can't do that. How hard is it to join yourself physically with other people with their own ideas? Is that difficult? That's very difficult. What if we all join ourselves by the Spirit and get in the one mind of Jesus Christ? Wouldn't that work? Because we, we mentioned this in the Bible studies. How many of you remember Paul said, you are... The children of Abraham. But how is that possible? That you are sitting here in this room, the children of Abraham. How many remember that? Did you come from Abraham? Or did he say you are because the Spirit has made you that by faith? 
So we're the children of Abraham by faith. You know what that puts us in? The body of Christ. That's awesome. So here we are, and I've got some thoughts on my mind here today. One of the things I've been working on is, in the Bible studies, if you haven't been there, is that we want to elevate our spiritual consciousness to where we can walk in the Spirit and be provoked in the things of God. What does that look like? What does that look like and what does that actually mean? Because a lot of times we will think that, well, if I'm in the Spirit, I am going to be in a dream or a vision and it has nothing to do with our physical life. So we wait till we go to sleep. We wait till we go in a vision. And all of a sudden, if that's how we're thinking, how many of you are in the visions of God every night? If you are, raise your hand. See? So it's God knew this. He didn't say the only way you're going to be in the Spirit is if you're going to dreams and visions, and then you can be in the Spirit, and, well, all the rest of you, you're just out of luck. He didn't say that. He said, how do I join heaven and earth together? How do I do that? You know what he said? Matter of fact, if uh, Matthew 6, in the Lord's Prayer, I think that's around verse uh, 9, I believe, uh, Walker. If you, how many of you have read the Lord's Prayer? 100 times? 500 times? How many of you have only read it once? You don't have to answer. Read it. It says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, first of all, he's telling us how to pray. He went straight to heaven, didn't he? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Go ahead. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Well, right away... Here's what I want to tell you today. How do you get kingdom from heaven to earth? How does this body in Vesalia get the kingdom of God from heaven to earth? How does that happen? If you have the word of the Spirit of God in you, can you bring it to earth? You can. The will of God wants to be done from heaven to earth. And I'm telling you today how that's done is we need to be spiritually enlightened. Everything is about being spiritually aware. Why? Because if God is love, do I want God to work through me in love? Do you? Let me ask you a question. If I say I am in God and God is in me, should I be manifesting love? Or can I just do what I want? Somebody tell me. Does the kingdom come and the will of God be done? Does that work in me? Does that work in you? It does. So we can't just say, well, the spirit is dream and vision. No, the spirit is God. So if God is love, love's a spirit. And if I connect with God, then love's going to connect in me. Righteousness is going to connect in me, in you. 
Is that the kingdom of God coming? Is that making us spiritual? And then, of course, I never want to neglect the dream and vision, but what I'm saying is walking and living in the spirit is heaven and earth, not just heaven. And Jesus proved that when he walked in the earth. He walked in the spirit and manifested all of the works of God from heaven. Now, how do we do that? Have you ever read? I want to tell you a little story. Years ago, when I was uh, began to pastor in Chicago, what, a, what an honor it was. But I began to pastor in Chicago, and I had this mindset. I had this mindset. We're going to be very spiritual. And I thought, that means we're going to be so spiritual that if this flesh, whatever happens, doesn't matter, we're going to be so spiritual, we can overcome everything in the flesh. Nothing, it, it just doesn't matter. What a lie. What a lie that was back then. And I noticed, I said, well, I'm going to lead the church, and we're going to be, we're going to be so spiritual that um, we're going to be in heaven every day. We're going to be talking to the Lord every day, and he's going to be talking to us. And, well, I got to looking after that after a few months, and I realized this ain't going to work. You know what I noticed? People have a hard time living in the Spirit and being spiritual. Why do you think that is? What do you think, Jennifer? Can't see it? That's actually a good answer. What else? What do you guys think? Yeah. Scared of it? We're afraid of it. We don't understand it, right? What else? Distractions. Boy, that's big, isn't it? Who said the spirit of the world yesterday, Walker? Or was that you? In that conversation? Who answered that way? The spirit of the world. Tim. Oh. That, that was... it. That's what it was yesterday. Thank you. The spirit of the world could keep us out of the spirit. You know what I learned? Is that when we think we're going to be spiritual and we don't know how to bring the kingdom of God down into us, we can never be spiritual. Isn't that interesting? So I began to realize something. I needed to fall back on what Rick said. How many remember the prophecy that Rick gave? that the Lord would raise up the dry bones and resurrect them and put life into them. You guys remember that? And I began to seek the Lord on that, and the Lord began to reveal some things. You cannot think that people are going to be spiritual when they don't have the Word of God in them that and then I learned, wow, okay, where do we've got, how does this work? How do we make a church spiritual with a people that don't know how to be in the spirit? And then that's where God began to teach and begin to examine. So what, what I'm talking about here today is this. Everywhere the Lord went, he began to gather people into a place of a, of a mindset that was very spiritual. In other words, 
If you think you're in sin, could you be spiritual? If you think you're in sin? Because sin separates. So what does God want to do? He wants to remove the sin. If you always think you're in sin, you will never be spiritual. If you think you're disobedient, you will never be spiritual. So God said, I'll tell you what you do. Just let me do it and get out of the way. That was the best advice God ever gave me. Actually, counsel. It was, that was the best thing God ever said. So you sanctify the Lord, just preach the gospel, and I'll do the rest. And you know what, you know what I start noticing with people that love God? When they start realizing that their sins have been forgiven and their thoughts have been restored, they will walk in the Spirit. They will walk in the Spirit. And today, I'm thinking this. If everything we do, when God started this work, He put, you know, God did this. We were talking about it yesterday, Brian and I. Well, we've been talking about it the whole week. When God started this, He put the Word of the Lord out there. How many of you realize we're not the traditional church that has a vote on who gets to pastor? You recognize that? <laughs> We've never done that, right? Why is that? Why would we want to put that decision in the hands of people? We want to put it in the hands of the Lord. And so when God makes choice on what he wants then that is what we want to follow. And I think, I look at that and I go, okay, what has God done here in our churches? He set them up, he put his will forth, and, he joined, and he's joining us according to the word of the Lord that he has put in our place. And here we are. And what do we want to do? We want to follow that word. And I think about that and I go, okay, a while back, I preached a, um, a, a teaching on honoring the word of the Lord that God had gave Rick. And if you were, you were able to hear that, I focused on the word of the Lord that God put in him to set these things in motion. And I'm going to tell you something. This is just beginning. This church, this work, it's just beginning. The word of the Lord is still coming forth and needs to be fulfilled. A lot of it. And it's just beginning. Like we look back and we say God has fulfilled a lot of stuff. But there's a lot more to fulfill. And so when I look at what God has done, I remember the day that God put me in as pastor. Brian was already a pastor here. And... Then they, he joined us together in the ministry to oversee living fellowship. And I thought that is an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing. And that's not, that's not a thing where, where we're going to take lightly. We want to see the unity of these churches come together. How many of you know personally know people in Chicago that you talk to on a regular basis? Maybe? Huh? Regular. regular uh. What if 
we actually got to know each other? What if we said, I'm not just of the church of Vesalia, I'm of the church of Living Fellowship, which is the, we, it's of Jesus Christ. And we say, I get to know the people in these other churches, in Yuma, in Boise. Because, see, what the Lord has done is join your pastor and I together and said, follow me together. And I think about that word, together. And I have to ask. You know, it's like asking one another. And we've, we've been asking some of you that have met with us, are you working for us or are you working with us? Which one? Now that's all in mindset. If you're working for us, see, we won't be joined. It'll be like, well, you're the boss and I have to do what you say. Did the apostles walk like that? Or did they walk joint, joint heirs with Jesus Christ together fulfilling the will of God? Which one? So I'm going to ask you again. Are you working for us in the kingdom of God or are you working with us? If you thought you were working for us, change your perception. Change your perception. Because in the gathering of the unity of the body, we've learned one thing. Your pastor needs other witnesses here side by side with him, not only one witness. He needs you as a witness. He needs you to testify the love of God's in me. He needs you to testify the righteousness of God is in me. He needs you to testify that I want to gather together the body of Christ. Now, if he stands alone, of course, he's got Christy, his wife, as one. But who else is going to do it? Some of you couples, I see couples in here, are you going to stand together one with another, one with your pastors and one with Christ together in unity? And I'll tell you what, see, we have to work this way. And this week we've, we've done absolutely our best as leaders to say, well, I'm not in charge or Brian's not in charge. The Lord's in charge. We're in charge with the Lord, co-join heirs, co-laborers together with the Lord. Now, is that working the Spirit? Is it, Jennifer? Jen, is that working the Spirit? You know why? Perfectly joined, Walker, in the, in the will of God. We want the will of God from heaven? How many know that, well... I could ask this. How many of you have been to heaven? How many of you have thoughts of heaven? Yeah. How many of you have the word of God in you? Have you been to heaven? <laughs> you see where I'm going? See, if I say how many of you have been to heaven, you say I've never been to heaven. You're discounting the word of God in you 
that you got from heaven and has joined you to heaven, does that make you co-laborers with me? That makes you co-laborers with your pastor. And you say, well, I've never been to heaven. Well, maybe in your consciousness you've never like seen it in a dream or vision, but every time the word of God is revealed to you, you're seeing heaven. You know why? Because you're seeing how they do it in heaven. Do they love one another in heaven? Do you love one another? What's that? Well, we're just in the earth doing that. Not if the consciousness is coming from heaven. Are you following me today? What I want to do is say, just like your pastor and me are joined together in this work, just like the other elders are joined together in this work, and our wives, you're joined with us. This is not about just people who are in ministry. This is about the church of the living God. And the church of the living God has a part. And I say, back home, I look at the deacons that are there and those, and I say, so which one is it? Are you a hireling? Are you a servant for hire? Or are you a co-laborer? Which one? Are you going to help me with this church? Are you just going to let me be in charge, make all the choices, and then you just do what I tell you? Hey, you know what? I've gotten it wrong a couple times. I said a couple. You're like, just a couple? No, in other words, we're human. Do we need one another? The unity, the joining. There's only one way that can be done. Where does strife, envy, and jealousy work? Remember the wisdom not from above? Contention and strife and every evil work? That works in the earthly mind. But us, we're joining our mind to heaven. Where in heaven, there's no contention. There's no strife. There's no envy. There's no jealousy. You know what there is? There's God said. If there ever is one that is above all, who would it be? Jesus Christ, God's only Son, and God the Father. They are one. And what did John 17 tell us, Tim? Did John 17 tell us that we're one with him? He's joining us together with him? You just preached that. One. So, if we remove the earth, you know what I mean, right? What do I mean when I say remove the earth? What? The mindset of the earth. If we remove the mindset of the earth and replace it with the mindset of heaven. Replace it with the mindset of heaven then all of a sudden we've got spiritual people. That's how easy that is. That's how easy. I remember one time Rick told me, you've probably heard this, but Rick told me one time, I was sitting across from him in his living room, and he says to me, he's talking about angels and different things, and he looks at me and goes, oh, you're not aware of angels. And I was like, busted. 
Because in the, in the young days of trying to come up, you, you don't want, you want to think you've got more than what you have. And God has to remove all that wickedness out of us. But I'm sitting there and I'm going, man, that is so true. That week, I was at home, I went to bed, and I dozed off into a light sleep and went straight into a dream. And it was the most interesting thing. An angel came to me in this dream. And he says to me, I want to teach you about heaven. And he started telling me, in heaven, God, his name is above all things. And he says, when God thinks a word of God, I was created. I was sent forth from the mind of God to tell you about heaven. Which showed me right away God was thinking about me. And secondly, he said, in heaven, there's no divisions. When God thinks it, it's the angels act on what God thinks. And I was blown away by this idea. Because in the earth, you don't get that kind of unity. You, so how many of you parents realize that with your kids? And so in the angels, which are ministering spirits sent forth from God, was there to show me how he is one with God. Now that, like I said, that blew my mind. Like God honored Rick's word and Rick joined me with him in the word of God. And then the angel of God came and showed me how he's joined in heaven with God and it's not just well God's up here and all the angels are just you know you got to do this you got to do that you got to do this it they never thought that way it was always God and the angels are one and that's how Jesus thought so my question is do we think that way do we think that we're one with the Lord do you think that you're one with your pastor? I do. Now, me and Brian are very different. That's true, isn't it? I mean, night and day different in some cases. Now, how does two people that are night and day different, because we pastor similar but very different at times, how does two people like that join together in the earth? How? By the Spirit. But it has to be by the Spirit. And sometimes I, was, I would handle a certain thing and, and I could see Brian going, I would probably do it this way. And vice versa. And yet, the unity of the Spirit brings us together to agree on the Spirit. We have to agree on the Spirit because that's the work of Jesus Christ. We have to. I'm asking you. Will you join with us today? And I even say us. And like, I don't live here. I'm not here every week pastoring you. You have a pastor for that. But will you join with us? Because we're one. These other churches, we're one. We're elders in God. 
But we have wives that love us and we love our wives and we're joining together. But greater than that, we're the church. We're the body of Christ together as one. So the question is, what will your part be in this body? And if we're led by the Spirit, God will show us all, won't he? Now, I don't know about you, but this kind of stuff excites me. I get so excited about it, I can't stop thinking about it. And we want to walk in the Spirit. And we've dealt with that all week long, haven't we? How many of you that's been to those studies, you're learning, man, I want to increase in the Spirit. Well, I tell you what. Let me give you some, some counsel on how to do that right here, right now, today. When you come to church this morning, come in the mindset of the Spirit. You didn't come and say, well, okay, I didn't, I didn't leave my body and stand before the throne this morning. But yet, if your consciousness and your heart is after the will of God and in the, in the working in the love of God and the mind of the Spirit, yes, you did. You joined yourself to the throne of God this morning. Now, if you came here and just said, well, another day, you know, got to go to church today, half listen, don't care, things like that, that matters too because what consciousness is that? Around here, football starts at 10. Back home, it starts at 12. <laughs> when I grew up, it started at 1 on the East Coast. What am I saying? Why did I bring that dumb thing up? Where is my mind? Where is my heart? We're having pizza today. I love pizza. I want to eat pizza, but I want to join myself to the will of God and eat pizza while I'm doing it. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> but my point is we love God. We love the consciousness of God, and we, it's how we walk in our, in our life that joins us. Our churches should be a light because we walk in the Spirit. We live in the Spirit. Your pastor brought that out the other night about the difference between living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. Actually, it'd probably be a good thing for you to preach one, one of these days, huh? And add more to it. But the point is, every day while you're here, are you in the Spirit now or are you not? That's going to depend on your consciousness. But like Christy said the other night, How'd you say it, Christy? We are spirits. We're spiritual. So we're in the spirit at all times, no matter what. It's just which spirit are you in? Spirit of Christ? Mind of Christ? Or the carnal mind? The spirit of error? How many believe you're spiritual? Hope so. Because when the body falls away, we still got our spirit left. So let's fill it with the kingdom of God. Isn't that awesome? See, I think about that. I think about that every day. I think about it all the time. 
How do I live my life in the flesh and be spiritual? Well, I know how. Join myself to the mind of Christ. And everything the mind of Christ thinks, if it works in us, then I'm not going to leave any of you behind. Like I said, I don't know all of you even personally. Your pastor will have to do most of that. The, the, you together as a church will have to remember one another in a personal setting like this. But in prayer, just knowing you, I have this great desire in me. I don't want any of you to be left behind in, to the world, but to the things of God. And it's like I think, Tim, I want to I tell all your kids, thank you for staying home and missing sports this week while your parents went to church. And thank you because, you know what? That's going to serve the kingdom of God. And you say, well, they should have been there. Well, they got good parents that are teaching them that God is first. Is that joining? And I think, parents, join your kids to the kingdom of God. Husbands and wives, join each other to the kingdom of God. Pastors and deacons, elders and elders' wives, join the church and the people to the body of Christ. That is being in the Spirit. And I love that. And then, when one of us gets weak, there's always somebody strong next to you. Come on, let's go. Let's walk this together. Isn't that cool? And I think, uh, I think as I wrap this up, I think looking forward, I see, I've, of course, in prophecy, I see such great things for our church. And I'm talking about our, all of our church. That includes right here. I'm thinking one day, what if, what if you know, everything started in Chicago? And the Lord sent your pastor out here, and here's this work. And I'm thinking, what if one day this church is twice as big as our church? Praise God, man. Praise God. Because the kingdom is being magnified. See that, that right there. We know where we are. We know what we are. You, you should know where you are and what you are. And it's all about being one in the Spirit. Can you guys agree with me in that today? Good. And I think, I think that um, when June, what is it again? 16th through 18th, Christy? June 16th through 18th. I'll ask you myself, buy your ticket. And come to, to the Chicago area and have church with us. And join yourself to the family of God. And you know what? When it's the next year or whenever the year after, when it's here, which it will be, then we'll come and join ourselves to you. And we'll all be joined in the Lord. So how do you, how do you get in the Spirit? I'm going to read one more verse and then I'm done. Uh, Walker, where's that at? Ephesians 1. 
Well, sorry, Walker. Let me, let me uh, find that here. Around verse 4, I think it's 1 verse 4. Let me see. Read, start right there. Ephesians 1 verse 4, I think. It says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in Stop. love. I love it. Go to chapter 2, verse 4. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Did, wait, 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 wait. Now, when you read that, I'm going to have you read that again before we go out of here. Pizzas aren't here yet, are they? Oh, we got time. <laughs> we got time then. I want you to slow this down, and I want everybody to listen very closely to what Paul is telling the Ephesian church. Start over again. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy... For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How many times is he going to say together? By the love of God, he has raised us up together. And where are we sitting Heavenly places, Travis. Heavenly places. My question to you is, do you count this place right here, right now, a heavenly place or not? See, if you're joined in the love of God and you've been forgiven of your sins, because you've got to have that consciousness, right? You're joined together with him, with us, in heavenly places. I love that. And so when we come in here, count it as that. I'm going to a heavenly place today. <laughs> you say, well, you mean the building? No. Because the heavenly place, I'm bringing it with me too at the same time. How does that work, right? Well, we, we're always in it if we're in that mind of Christ. And so today, I want you to know, I love you with the love of God, man. I really, really pray for you. I was so looking forward to coming here and hanging out with you guys. And it is, it is my desire that there be no divisions between us. No divisions. When we work all of this ministry in these churches, we work it together. We work it together. And you're included in on that. So are you with me? Are you with your pastor? Amen. Are you with us? Praise God. Well, let's give the Lord a hand clap. I'm going to ask your pastor to come. Walker.